Support for Spoleto Backstage is made possible in part by Brook Green Gardens, presenting Bruce Monroe Southern Light, an outdoor immersive exhibit featuring seven large-scale works of art and light. Now open Wednesday through Saturday evenings. Advanced tickets are required and are available at brookgreen.org. Hello and welcome to Spoleto Backstage. It's your ticket not only to a few of Spoleto Festival USA's most memorable performances, but also to some of the behind-the-scenes action and the personalities that have made it all possible. Even in this unprecedented year without a Spoleto Festival, let's be honest, it's a year without a lot of things, there's way more than enough to explore and enjoy from past seasons, especially when it comes to some truly remarkable concerts given in Charleston's Dock Street Theater. I'm Bradley Fuller, and I'm excited to share one of those performances today, especially since I have joining me as co-host the mind behind it all, the first violinist of the St. Lawrence String Quartet and artistic director of the Spoleto Festival USA Chamber Music Series, Jeff Nuttall. Jeff, even though we have two more composer-specific episodes of the podcast still ahead of us, I can't believe we're already at the final top-pick program of chamber music from the past decade. Bradley Fuller, it's come to this. What what a way to end. It's been so much fun, and we've discovered so much great music uh, from the past 10 or so years. And I think it's a, the perfect way to end with this, in my opinion, the ultimate party piece in terms of chamber music, the Trout Quintet. It's just effervescent, and it, I was reminded of just hanging out with friends and having a, a glass of champagne, and, and it's just so much fun. So what a way to end. So some Franz Schubert here on this program, his famous Trout Quintet, and Immediately preceding that is the little tune that Schubert worked into one of the movements of that quintet, one of his most famous leader or art songs. Yeah, this I've always wanted to do this because the story of the, the Trout Quintet, which you, you may know, it was a commission basically say, hey, Schubert, write this piece for this instrumentation, which was sort of an, an odd one. But he, the commissioner said, hey, I want you to use that, that tune, the Trout that you wrote. I really like that one. So Schubert did and and the, the nickname comes from the fact that he wrote this theme and variations movement which is one of the great movements of chamber music based on this tune so i've always thought it'd be sort of interesting and, and cool to hear the the song right before the piece so that when the variation movement comes up you go oh yeah that turned into that and when that last variation comes you hear the piano accompaniment from the song and it's sort of a little window into the the mind of a great composer like schubert and it's the kind of music that's so catchy. You know, as soon as you hear this tune, you'll either recognize it or find yourself humming it throughout the day because you you won't have it getting it out of your head. You know, it'll just be stuck there. Even home appliance manufacturers have used it as this end of cycle signal. Maybe that's not the best version of this song, but it just goes to show it's a great, catchy, memorable melody. And it makes sense, I think, that the patron behind Schubert's quintet would want this song featured again in another way. Now, speaking of good melodies, good themes, this program opens with a selection by the great early 19th century virtuoso violinist Niccolò Paganini, one which takes a tune from an opera of the time. There's so many great aspects of the story of this piece. First of all, um, to remind you that Rossini, the, the great Italian opera composer, was like Elvis in, in Vienna in the 1820s and 30s. So he was the ultimate. Everybody wanted to be Rossini. So Schubert was surrounded by Rossini opera, Rossini, everything. It's all Rossini. So this is a, a, an aria from his opera, Rossini's opera, Moses. 
that everyone would have known and, and sung along. So the choice of Paganini, um, so Schubert would have loved Paganini later. These guys, Rossini was pop music. So Paganini took this tune because everybody would have known it. Now, the story from Paganini's point of view is, is well, it's really great if it's true. Um, supposedly he was in jail and he had his violin. He was in prison and gradually one by one, and these are, you know, bare animal gut strings. They didn't last very long. So they started breaking. E string broke, A string broke, D string broke. He was left with one string. And he was an amazing virtuoso. That's clear, uh, writing really difficult music. So he wrote this crazily difficult piece based on this tune for one string, because he only did have one string. <laughs> so part of the technical challenge of this piece is visual. And Elisa Weilerstown, of course, it's hard on the violin, but Elisa makes it sound easy on the cello, which is far more difficult. It's the distances are greater. So for those of you listening at home, you have to imagine Elisa doing all this crazy stuff on one string. Well, it sounds like things really get down to the wire here in this piece based on a story of escape, one of the great escapes, the Israelite exodus out of Egypt, which inspired Joaquin Rossini for an opera, which in turn included an aria that inspired Paganini to write this really challenging piece. Tremendously challenging. Let's welcome Elisa Weilerstein cello and Inan Barnatan to the Dock Street Theater stage. Thank you. 
Now, uh, got our hip waders on, and we're gonna do a little fishing. 
This is Di Forella. And I thought we would end with the ultimate party piece, the Trout Quintet. And I thought it would also be interesting, since we were lucky enough to have, or actually have stolen Tyler Duncan from Magic Flute, uh, he agreed to sing Di Forella, the song by Schubert that he based the theme and variations movement of the Trout Quintet. Uh, and I thought, what better way to actually hear that right before you hear the, the quintet? So uh, Tyler has agreed, and um, why don't we bring out Enon Barnaton and Tyler Duncan. So I'll just uh, break it down for you. He wrote, uh, Schubert wrote the Trout Quintet, he was only 22, uh, but before that, as you probably know, he was a prolific, till the end of his life, prolific song composer, over 600, I think. Um, he could write a melody like no one else, and this is one of his biggest hits, and he wisely chose it to be the topic for his theme and variations movement. There are four stanzas, three of which are the same, and then one scary one, the third one. But I'll give you a plot rundown here. So. Here's the deal. There's a narrator. He's sitting on the side of a brook, perfect, bubbling, clear brook, and he sees this incredible trout darting like an arrow in the water. First stanza. Second stanza, he spies the angler on the other side of the brook trying to catch the trout. Then the angler decides to muddy the water, stirs up some dust and rocks, and uh, the water gets all cloudy. The trout gets confused and gets caught. That's the scary verse. <laughs> and then at the end, we return, and basically, it's sort of a sad song, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound especially sad. In any event, the last verse is our narrator looking across, seeing the trout caught uh, out of the water by this angler. Now, I just wanted to, any serious trout fisherman here? I used to do a little, well, here's a question for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I was always taught when I was fishing trout, you didn't want to stir up the water, right? Is it, isn't it harder to catch them when you muck up the water? Yes. Yeah? So this song is just, it's bad fishing technique, basically. <laughs> Anyway, you can ignore that part and, and enjoy uh, Di Forella, and I will saunter off stage. Bächlein helle, das schoss in frohe Eil, die launische Forelle vorüber wie ein Pfeil. Ich stand an dem Gestade und sah in süßer Ruhe des munten Fischleins Bade im klaren Bächlein zu, des munten Fischleins Bade im klaren Bächlein zu. Ein Fischer mit der Rute wohl an dem Ufer stand und saß mit kaltem Blute, wie sich das Fischlein fand. Solang dem Wasser hell, so dacht ich nicht gebricht, so fängt er die Forelle mit seiner Angel nicht. So fängt er die Forelle mit seiner Angel nicht. Doch endlich ward dem Diebe die Zeit zu lang. Er macht das Bächlein tückig trübe. 
gedacht, so zuckte seine Rute, das Fischlein, das Fischlein zappelt dran, und ich mit Regenblut sah die Betrogene an, und ich mit Regenblut sah die Betrogene an. The, the band, they've had a couple pints backstage getting ready. Um, uh, we have Sinyan Wang, Christopher Costanza, Tony Manzo, and Pedro Mutsievich. Okay, so we got the Trout Quintet. He wrote this actually uh, as a 22 year old, I said. Hummel, a great composer who was a contemporary of Beethoven, had arranged one of his nonets for this combination of instruments. Uh, we give Schubert the credit, but really what he was doing was writing a companion piece for a concert that was already set up uh, with bass, viola, violin, cello, and piano. A very rare combination, but inspired by Hummel's decision to arrange one of his own pieces. Throughout, this piece is full of either dancing or singing. It's a really basic concept, uh, but Schubert was so connected to both of those things um, and in the Viennese traditions uh, of dance. Where there are five movements, and begins with an allegro vivace, after a slow introduction, and then an andante, then a fiery, flashy scherzo, and then our theme and variations with the trout tune as the topic, and then a final rondo, uh, what's it marked again, is it? Uh, allegro giusto. Hmm. All right, thank you all. It's been a great, uh, great year. Come on back next year. It'll be fun, yeah. <laughs>
that was Franz Schubert's effervescent Trout Quintet, live from the Dock Street Theater stage in Charleston, South Carolina, Pedjamutsiewicz, piano, Jeff Nadal, violin, Sinyang Wong, viola, Christopher Costanza, cello, Anthony Manzo, double bass. What a work of music. So many great tunes and melodies to remember. Maybe that's no surprise given the lyrical inclinations of the composer. And of course, included in that quintet was the very famous Schubert lead, which makes the basis for one of the movements and gives it its overall nickname, the Trout. Earlier, we heard baritone Tyler Duncan singing that Schubert classic, such a fine performance, and again, a tune that just really stays with you. And amazingly, that does it for this tour through memorable chamber music series performances from the past decade of Spoleto Festival. Great musical moments there in the Dock Street Theater. And Jeff, it's really been great having this conversation with you too, and a real privilege having you as a co-host. Oh, it's it's been super fun. It's been really painful to not be there in Charleston, but I was so excited that we have this chance to share some of these musical performances because in the end, that's what it's, it's all about, making connections and and having music be able to affect people, whether it's on the radio or, or live from Dock Street. So thank you, Bradley, and thank you all, Sherry and the whole team for making this happen. It's been a treat for me. Absolutely. I mean, yes, it, it was a disappointment for me, for you, for many, hearing about the cancellation of the festival. But I think this has brought some of that magic to quite a few people, quite a large audience out there, whether listening or involved in this production. I mean, wow, what a great series it was. And the conversations too were just fantastic, Jeff. So thanks for all the insights and input that you contributed. Spoleto Backstage is made possible in part by Bank of America and the ETV Endowment of South Carolina. Special thanks to Spoleto Festival USA. The engineer for this podcast is Duke Marcos. The producer is A.T. Shire. The executive producer is Sherry Hutchinson. I'm Bradley Fuller. I'm Jeff Nuttall. And until next time, take care.